You're listening to the Skift Podcast. Today on the podcast, Skift Editorial Director of Events Brian Quinn and Director of Research Seth Borko preview the topics and speakers of next week's Skift Global Forum. Happening September 26th through the 28th in New York City, the momentous 10th annual Skift Global Forum will explore the theme of connection in the age of AI and feature leaders from throughout travel deciphering the big trends facing the industry. Visit live.skift.com for information on speakers, schedules, and how to attend. Enjoy the conversation. All right, welcome. Seth. Great to be here, Brian. Excited. Yeah, we're one week out or less than a week out now from Skiff Global Forum. So excited. Uh, this this is one of the most important times of the year at Skift. Our entire company, 80 people come together uh, from all around the world. I don't know how many countries uh, they all convene together and we descend upon New York for Skift Global Forum. Uh, it's happening September 26th through 28th. If you're not registered yet, please, why aren't you? Why aren't you registered yet? Um, it's the best conference in all of travel, best event yes. in all of travel. We're looking forward to seeing a thousand of our friends of leaders across travel uh, and of course everyone you know that we work with every day. So this is gonna be great. So today we're gonna go through some of these themes. Um, there's so many incredible ideas and things that we're sharing and discussing on stage. Our Skift edit editors and research analysts are unpacking so we're going to cover here um, some of the big ideas, the big picture views that are happening across travel and that this is the 10th year of Skiff Global Forum. And so part of this is, is looking at, you know, understanding how that has come together and then also what the themes and the ideas might be for the next 10 years. So um, before we get into that, though, Seth, you had some incredible news today, the Skift Travel 200. So this was launched just today, September 20th. Tell us what this is. Yeah, Brian. So we've just launched a new data product. It's called the Skift Travel 200. It's actually just a stock index that brings together 200 of the largest publicly traded companies in travel. So it works just like the S&P 500 would. If you want to pulse on the U.S. economy, you would check the S&P 500. If you want maybe to understand tech, you would check the NASDAQ. There has been no equivalent thing for travel, you know, ever. Uh, and so we wanted to launch, there's now a more and more publicly traded companies than there's ever been in the travel industry. I mean, we are one of the largest industries in the world globally, right? Like one in 10 jobs worldwide in the travel industry. But if you wanted to just say, well, how did travel as an industry do in the stock market globally today? Very, very hard to do until today. So we've launched this product and uh, this database. And the whole idea is, I think, very much aligned with kind of what we, what we think about all the time at Skift with both our news, with our events. With our research is about you know breaking down barriers between and silos between sectors so often travel says oh well i'm an airline i'm not part of travel i'm a hotel i'm not part of travel uh, and that's just not true right it's all connected to the travel industry nearly a trillion dollars of market value out there in the travel industry that we wanted to bring together just like kind of we're going to try and bring it together in our news and our events and all our other coverage yeah and that's what's incredible about the forum next week as well that I mean, we have so many public companies uh, and the CEOs always come each year to, to share what their thoughts are, which is, of course, an interesting view. It's 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 a view on on what the decision makers and, and some of the consequential voices are, are thinking and where they're taking their companies, which has a broad impact, sweeping impact across travel. So from Airbnb and Uber's CEOs to 
uh, Hilton, Hyatt, um, and also then Expedia, Booking, Holdings, um, and of course, investors like Sertaris and Altimeter. Um, so it's, Who, it's going to be- Who's not coming, Brian? Who's not I know. Coming? It's hard. It's amazing. Each year, I, I really wish we had more time because there are so many voices that um, I wish we could include, but we're very excited um, for this incredible grouping. So one of the big themes that we look at across uh, for this year, and it's hard to ignore, uh, that one of the biggest sort of news items has been this idea of, of generative AI. And, and now it's kind of subsided a little bit, but the way we think about it is as we look at the future uh, and, and you know, think about the long-term uh, connection in the age of AI, which is the theme, it's really more broadly about this era of digital automation opening up for our future. So we think about the human-to-human -human connection, which in many ways you could say is like the original promise of travel yeah. and this idea of connection, um, but as well um, the human-to-machine and then machine-to-machine -machine connections that uh, will, will you know, accelerate at a pace we've never seen before in the in yeah. the world. So. I mean, I like the theme a lot, Ryan, because like you said, the theme is connection in the age of AI. And I think yeah. that both the AI piece of it is important, but also the connection piece of it is just super, super important because so much of the travel industry is about connection. Maybe it's business travel. You're making a connection with uh, colleagues. Maybe it's family travel. You're making connection with friends or just connections with other cultures, you know, as a leisure tourist. That's the core of travel. And so I, I like bringing it back to not just the technology piece, the AI piece, but also like about how do we continue to make those connections, but empower yeah. by technology. Yeah. And so, so not every talk is about AI. It's not no. all just, that's not an AI conference suddenly, but it's definitely all about the future of travel, but it is popping up in interesting ways. I mean, there's the incumbents, which we know, which is uh, companies like Expedia booking, uh, you know, uh, Uber is one of the, has one of the largest LLMs, you know, yeah. in, in the industry, if not the largest Google, Google right. So of course, um, and they're, they're really thinking, I mean, they've been using AI for a while. It's just generative AI now has this in a sense, more uh, consumer or sexy spin to it. So, um, they are looking at the implications of this tool, but then also broadly what automation can do for travel. Um, and it's also popping up in some interesting ways that you might not think of. So Gary Morrison from Hostel World Group is speaking about connection. And um, of course, we know hosteling is, is yeah. huge in travel. But what we might not think about is it's really, it is about that in-person connection on the ground. And so for Gary, the thing he's asking himself is how do you foster that? How do you create that? Where can AI fill the gap and, and really uh, understand through data um, what, you know, these travelers desire and maybe get them to, to kind of self-select or self-organize through the platform and, and find new ways to meet each other, which is really one of the best parts of travel. Of course, Navan, you're interviewing Navan on stage, Ariel Cohen. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, they're doing a lot of exciting stuff with artificial intelligence, not just, I mean, they're obviously doing the generative AI stuff, they're launching chatbots but they have on the back end a lot of really interesting machine learning and, and all sorts of sorting and, and ranking algorithms that they're really excited to talk about on stage. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're going to see a, a swell of, you know, bottom-up innovation. I think the big question, uh, so for example, we have Spencer Raskoff, who's the, uh, the if you don't know him, uh, he co-founded Hotwire, Zillow, 
um, so many companies, a great entrepreneur. And he has a really interesting view on AI. And of course, you know, it is a, it is right now dominated by incumbents and he gets pitched hundreds of things, um, you know, every week. So it, it's interesting to think about, are we, are we designing, are we creating features or are we creating companies or these bigger products? So we're going to unpack that. Uh, our new editor and chief Sarah Coppett is going to speak with him on stage and we're going to unpack that a bit as well as other, you know, broad issues around online travel and the implications there. Um, of course, we're going to look at mobility and and uh, with Uber CEO, which is the closing uh, discussion. So Rafat's going to be on stage. Our founder CEO Rafat Ali is going to be on stage with Dara Koshra Shahi, uh, CEO of Uber, and you former know, there's CEO of Expedia, of course. Former, yeah. no, so many, yeah, no so many threads. The travel industry, not at all. No, very, and he's six years in, so very interesting view. Um, and it's great to kind of culminate the event on the 28th with Dara because. Uh, he does have this really big picture view of all of travel and um, he's done so many incredible things with Uber in a sense, turning it around and then um, looking ahead to the future. So uh, his view on AI and uh, also Brian Chesky's and there's so many product changes happening there, um, which he has touted is going to be, you know, one of the biggest forces changing our future. So maybe understanding a little bit more of his view of, hey, go Brian. ahead, yeah. I don't know if our if our listeners have not attended a global forum before, but Brian Chesky is like a cannot miss speaker. He's really dynamic on stage and, and always has always has something exciting to launch and something new to say. So I, I that's that's one I'm really very much looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Is and in, in, in many ways a a very singular view often on the future and um, and the way he's able to run Airbnb. Um, and then there's also Frederick Lalonde of Hopper, who you know has uh also been very deep with ai and, and powering that so we're getting a lot of it throughout the event but that's not all those aren't the only themes like i said it's not just an ai conference now it is kind of fascinating though how it is so many leaders are already you know really adopting and thinking about this and and have been for a long time but now it's a whole new view so in addition to that um we have some other big picture long tail uh themes that we're we think will play out over the next 10 years, you know, the next 10 global forums. Um, so to start right now, you, you, it's hard to argue that we're still in a travel boom. And there's a big question around that. And, and how long will that last? And so, um, and I know actually, I don't want to give away too much, but you're going to tease some of this in your state of travel presentation. Uh, of course, GIF Research puts out a state of travel every year. You're going to update that and share some thoughts. So give us a little peek into that yeah yeah we won't give away too much of the uh the farm <laughs> but i mean no it's 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 a big question right is that we had we had these terrible years during COVID, then we had this amazing travel boom where you know people hadn't been on the road forever they were really rediscovering the magic of travel it was a much higher priority for people and there was a lot of frankly savings and a lot of pent-up demand that led to this kind of huge travel boom we've seen over the last years and i think there's this, it's not the best word in the world, but like normalization. The question is like, how, when, you know, when, where, why will we we normalize? Uh, we're going to talk about it definitely on stage. I mean, we are seeing signs of normalization, but I think we're we're far, we're far from a complete, you know, crash or slow down the travel. No, and we're still very optimistic. And, and it depends where you look too. I mean, if you look in in Asia Pacific or China, hmm. you can see some more signs of, of growth than in other parts of the industry. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, interesting nuances to that. Like, 
is this travel boom coming to an end conversation? And, and there's, there's a lot there. And despite res recessionary concerns, we've not seen a slowdown. We've not seen, um, dis despite inflation. Um, and, and so that's going to be also really interesting to unpack. But um, investors are still watching carefully. It's still an interesting market right now, right? So uh, we do have uh, Greg O'Hara from Sitara speaking with Rafa on stage. Uh, I mentioned Brad Gerstner uh, from Altimeter. Um, so, yeah, and will these be investors, they, they yeah. want to have confidence in the outlook to put very large amounts of dollars to work, right, in our, mm -hmm. in our industry to invest in, in all the new technology that we're talking about in new regions, in new markets. So it'll be fascinating to hear from them in particular about where they want to put their bets, so to speak, and how they, they view this, this environment. Yeah. And so thinking about new markets, there's also a lot that will come up throughout the forum about demographic shifts. So um, we've, we've talked uh, about uh, India for, for quite some time. And of course, it's usurping China in terms of population. And of course, there's always questions about China too, and other regions of the world. And I think the general premise uh, is that there are, are, particularly in the West, there's a rapidly aging population. And there's also um, uh, regions that are gaining influence very quickly and that are younger that are coming online. So this future of demographics is fascinating to us and to the future of travel. So we'll see this happen uh, and discussed quite often. Yeah, I mean, look, as the world gets well, as countries, as people get wealthier, they are going to travel more, right? People are inherently interested in the worlds around them. And there's things with business travel, they wanna expand, increase trade, increase tourism, increase leisure. And so as we see these increasingly younger populations getting older, getting wealthier all across the world, I think it becomes increasingly kind of myopic to just look at what's happening in the US or just look at what's happening in Europe. And there's this much broader perspective that's gonna drive a lot of dollars in travel does today. And certainly for you know SCIF Global Forum 2033 will be a much bigger <laughs> topic. Yeah, we're definitely, we try to look beyond the Western lens as much as we can. And uh, it's, it's awesome that uh, we also are just recently announced an India forum in, yeah, uh, in Delhi in March, yeah, 2024. So great to see uh, what's going to happen. We're very much looking forward to, to what will happen there. So some other themes, uh, we've often talked about the great merging in recent years, the, the, the blending of travel, how we live, work and travel and how that comes together. So this is also another way to think about this right now is the future of work. So how this plays out, it continues to impact travel's future. It, it will have a heavy influence. AI will have a heavy influence here as well. It'll affect labor. And also how we think about leisure time and, and um, balance, of course. I mean, there's plenty to discuss about the adding of, of work uh, of leisure days onto a work trip or traveling with your family. So definitely we, the way we're living is is very different. So we think that'll continue to play out. Uh, I, I think almost assuredly, right? Like right. It, it's really interesting to see what's happening there and exactly what you're saying about these, these blended trips. I mean, what's interesting is that I think people have recognized this trend. We're finally now starting to see real investments in it, right? Like you sort of had maybe some blended travel resources available to a travel company in 2022, mm -hmm. but now we're starting to see companies build purpose-built uh, blended travel kind of products and services and roll those out. And it's mm -hmm. just a really exciting area to be, to be following. 
Yeah, one one facet of this is Nomads, which uh, Lauren Razavi from uh, Executive Director of Plumia, she also focuses a lot on um, visas for Nomads. But there's a interesting presentation where she's going to kind of dive into the idea of you know, well, a dispel some misnomers about what what Nomads are and what they represent. But also, are we going to will our travel be more nomadic in the future? Will we potentially adopt some of these principles. She herself has been a nomad for well over a decade. So it's interesting to see how this will go. Of course, you know, solo travel or uh, people deciding to take sabbaticals and, and work even with their family from other parts of the world is, is not going away. No, Absolutely so, not. yeah. So it'll be great. Um, the, uh, another one is um, climate adaptation. So of course, you know, sustainability has been at the top of uh, everyone's minds uh, for the past few years, and, and, and it continues to be so. But the idea of the process of adjusting to these, uh, you know, effects of climate change, um, and will this, you know, this essentially could be a defining challenge um, for maybe even this century, uh, then how will travel adapt to it? And Last year, we we uh, McKinsey, I believe, had and Skift Research had a whole presentation yeah. on impl implementation of sustainability principles. So we know that 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 is the name of the game, implementation. And I think we're while we're not necessarily diving into all of those tactics at the forum this year, we are. It is very front and center in our minds. So um, I guess Seth, what are you kind of curious about right now when it comes to, let's say, climate adaptation, that that sustainability principle in general? what what is more than just sort of uh lip service well i think i think that's the key to it yeah. Brian. It, there is a, a lip service component to it and I, i've kind of talked sometimes about tagline like you know sustainability needs to move from the marketing department to the operations department right it, it, it can't just be a byword it needs to be action uh and it, it's really interesting to see how companies are adapting i think it's increasingly becoming the backdrop for all tourism uh across across the world in terms of how it affects where people want to go, what they can do when they get there. We saw those heat waves in Europe over the summer, for instance. It's it's not something that we can ignore anymore. I think one of the pieces of research we we covered actually in the McKinsey report last year was about, you know, how much are people really willing to pay for sustainability and for and for different changes. And one of the, the things we've seen emerge as a consensus is actually around around corporate travel, around business travel as maybe having some of the best propensity to pay for it. We've had some discussions around new technologies, uh, whether it be, you know, more sustainable fuel sources or construction mm -hmm. types or ways of, of just running your businesses. So I'm always really keeping an ear out for companies and businesses that are, are taking this seriously and that are finding ways not just to adapt, but I mean, I guess to thrive and extend and to find revenue opportunities and business opportunities to yep. go talk to their corporate customers and, and drive real value by being a leader in climate adaptation and sustainability. Yeah, I am curious what, what comes up with, uh, so we have uh, David Nealman, who, who was the founder of JetBlue and also founder CEO of, of, of uh, Breeze Airways now. Um, so he'll be on stage. I, I don't think he's been like incredibly supportive of SAFs generally is from what some of the, what I've seen, but it'd be great to, to speak with him and see what he thinks um, David's a, a very data-driven and realist person, and I'm very curious to see how he thinks about this. Of course, we will address it in earnest uh, during our aviation forum coming up in November, on November 1st in Fort Worth. Um, but uh, but yeah, as far as airlines go, 
um, you know, we'll be see, David will kind of maybe give his view. And uh, I think we'll see also Intrepid, of course, will be on stage. And Intrepid's a, a great example, too. I mean, sure. they've been Always. very yeah. committed to climate change. And it goes to show it goes beyond just airlines, too. I mean, airlines are a big part of it, but it's more than that, right? It's the entire industry. And you can't just point your finger at the airlines and say, let them figure it out. And I, I love to see companies like Intrepid that are are, are you know taking leadership yeah, as, on that stuff. Yeah. So there's a conversation with Viz Britain and Intrepid together, and, and James will present up front. And James really broadly looking at profit and purpose uh, together. And then with Visit Britain, I think it, it's not sort of overt about sustainability. And sometimes that's that's the way it's implemented is it's not just for sustainability's sake. It's about maybe distributing travel beyond the centers of a city and how through that distribution, you know, you, you kind of get this more sustainable uh, approach by working with local communities. So, um, it's, it's always interesting how, for us, how we, we kind of see where travel hopefully is not traveling backwards, <laughs> in a sense, um, that we have to look ahead to the future. And that includes destinations. So that means what is the kind of new definition around tourism? How does sustainability just kind of get baked in, play a role? Um, and for James, you know, I, his thing is about being profitable while still having purpose at the center of his business model. Um, so yeah, it, it'll come up throughout. Um, another theme that's going to be very a little bit softer, very interesting that that is about people and, the, and the, the kind of empathy side of travel perhaps is this idea of a loneliness crisis. Um, and I know that a number, this will come up a number, number of times, uh, James, who I just mentioned from Intrepid, um, Brian Chesky has spoken about this. Um, and I sense that it's really kind of when we think about individualistic Western societies and then also not, you know, the, the, the coming effects of AI and being more digital and in a remote world and all of the things coming out of the pandemic, that travel's value and importance has become even more central as a way to connect us and to, um, we've, we've said before, Skift Research has said the world be will become more polarized in mm -hmm. the future, as well as maybe more dysfunctional, but um, how do you think about this? Uh, well, Seth? I think it's a, it's a great point. And something that I think brings it almost full circle, right? Mm -hmm. Back to that initial big picture theme about connection in the age of AI. And I was saying how mm -hmm. I think the connection piece is so important because we are seeing people spend more time with screens, more time with computers. There's a huge amount of flexibility and advantages that come with being remote, but you do lose perhaps some of that camaraderie if it's not done well. And so we are absolutely seeing people need, I mean, not just desire, it's a human need for, for connection. And increasingly, they need to be more mobile to find more of those connections. People are more spread out there in different places. And so travel is becoming kind of the, I guess you could even call it like the essential infrastructure to build some of those person-to-person -person connections. And so I'm, uh, I think it, it is, it is just maybe a softer theme, but I think an incredibly important one that really kind of drives us back to why do people uh, travel in the first place? Why do you need to go see, you know, uh, Paris in person? Because you want to meet the local people and experience the local culture. Or why do you need to go meet a colleague in person on a business trip? You know, it, to really make those face-to-face -face connections. And so, yeah. I, I think I, it's all it all comes back to that at the end of the day, and it's, yeah. it's a huge thing. And, and Skift is about the business of travel, and this does relate to the business because whether it's hospitality for a big hotel brand or you know, uh, even the value of the experience you're getting, say, with a core, you know, through luxury, which, uh, you know, we have we have them on stage as well, um, or 
Johannes Reck from Get Your Guide talking about the future of experiences. And, you know, I guess this is part of that human to human and human to machine element. Can AI now make the, the on the ground, so to speak, experience for travelers uh, more human? Um, and what, you know, how can we think about the experiences uh, sector going ahead? So there is a business implication, even with these kind of broad, uh, broad sort of emo emotional almost themes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all about, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it is all about the yep. business and it's a huge business opportunity. And we see in the hospitality space, to your point, right? Like Accor, Marriott, all invest in, in brands and in building lobby design, hotel design that fosters connections, hostile world, like you mentioned earlier. And, and to your point about, about Get Your Guide and technology, right? Like we're not trying to be uh, Luddites here and say that tech, all technology bad. It's about using technology and use you know building it investing in a way that enables connection and then that drives you know returns on investment for the industry and drives you know repeat business and customers so it all yeah. ties back to the business another session i'm reminded of so it's so great this year we've been trying for years but the uh sheila johnson who's the first uh well she's the founder ceo ceo of salamander collection um and also was a co-founder of BET, one of the first black women uh, billionaires uh, ever, uh, if I think the first. And um, and yet she, there's so much dedication and she's uh, often in the lobby of, of her properties and you could connect with her there. I think she more than anyone understands that value of human connection and um, and driving that experience, the, the the heart of what travel and hospitality is. So um, Sean O'Neill, our senior hospitality editor, will be interviewing her on stage. We'll get a glimpse of her view and her history um, and also what drives her. And I, I think that, you know, there's so much uh, that I hope for in terms of um, people that can understand that broader future of why we do what we do in travel and why the industry is there and, and the future. Yeah, and if anyone's gonna gonna get to that point, it's, I mean, Sean's a great interview, interviewer <laughs> yeah. too. So I, I that's gonna be a great conversation. Yeah, I shouldn't. I, I'd be remiss if I did not mention we're gonna open up. This is a late edition, but Sean's gonna interview um, Chris, Christopher Nasetta on stage, CEO of Hilton, which we know. Um, we've just added uh, Adele Afakir, the the CEO of the Morocco National Tourism Office. Um, and that's going to be at our opening night event on the 26th. So we're really excited that Adele could join us. And um, I mean, talking about heart, there's so much, you know, with Morocco that um, they've endured over the past few weeks since the hurt, since the earthquake. <laughs> and um, I should say, uh, and, and of course, we know that it's not climate change related, but the disasters and all of this are going to be a bigger part of travel's future and that travel can also play a role in recovery and the building the future of these countries, these destinations, these people, you know, working with people and providing that value. And it's so important. So we're excited to hear what Adele uh, has to share uh, and how he's looking forward. Uh, so Rafat will speak with him on stage uh, at that opening night event on the 26th. So excited for that as well. Yeah. It's Great. It's going to be it's such it's such a big tourism uh, economy in Morocco too. So I think it's just a fascinating intersection of how we we deal with that stuff. Yeah. So join us if you're not joining us. Uh, why aren't you? And I we you know, but we hope to see you there. So once again, Skiff Global Forum, 
uh, happening September 26th through 28th. Um, if, if only just for Seth's presentation, I think you'll have enough value out of that, out of the state of travel. Um, there's so many incredible ideas that are going to be shared. Uh, we're going to do our best to, to capture them all. Uh, and yeah, we hope to see you there. Live.skiff.com uh, is where you should go if you've not secured your pass yet. Yeah, I can't wait to see you there. I think there's nothing else like it in the travel industry, and and you won't regret coming. So no, can't wait and we'll to get see to there. see, and we'll get to see our whole team. We'll get to see all the skifts, all of all of the people that make up skift. So, all right, thanks, Seth. Thank you, Brian. See you there. This has been the Skift Podcast. Thank you for listening.